Welcome to The Lex Factor, a lawfully good podcast where we'll brief you on the business of law so you can build a better practice and capture more billable hours. Hey everybody, it's Lauren here today. Welcome to another episode of The Lex Factor. Uh, believe it or not, we have Mr. Randy Shorefighty back as co-host number two again today. Yeah, Brad chickened out, so I guess I had to come in and pitch hit for him again. <laughs> I, I specifically asked Randy this morning when Brad told me he couldn't make it. I was like, are you threatening him? Are you like yeah. literally trying to take yeah. his spot? That's a threat. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's nowhere close to a threat. Oh, God. <laughs> um, we're actually, we're talking about something today near and dear to my heart, marketing. Um, the one thing I know a lot about. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here with uh, Lexicon Senior Marketing Manager, Laura Morris and Lexicon Graphic design specialist Brittany Riddler. Welcome, you guys. Thanks. Hey, thanks, you guys. Getting more people, more voices into the studio. I know. It sounds so much better that way. Exactly. Any <laughs> anybody's voice is better than mine. I know. Listening to <laughs> exactly. Randy just talk and talk. We were like, we need two more people yes. to compensate for that to, one. Like I said, you need to give me the throat slashing motion so I can shut up. That's funny. No, and I think this is a really good time to talk about marketing. Marketing is always very important. You can't make money if you're not spending money. But I think a lot of us right now, regardless of the industry, you're probably seeing a little lag in business. You know, I think things are starting to pick up, but if you're not focused on marketing, now's a really good time to take that step back and look at, hey, what am I doing? What am I not doing? What business operations need to be worked on? Things like that. Um, so you can really get your your brand and your name out there. So when business does start picking up again, or of course, when the marketing helps you have more business come in the door, you're ready. You know, you're ready to get the ball rolling. So some of the things that I've been seeing and reading about is that whether it's law firms or no matter what business you're in, uh, while it may be difficult right now with regard to marketing spend, putting dollars into advertising or into digital platforms or other or other avenues to promote yourself or your business, actually right now is an opportune time to do so. Yeah, it is. You know, you have a couple extra hours in the day potentially. So spend that time doing what you need to do to get more business in the door and making sure that your brand is built correctly. People know who you are. You're reaching them in the right channels, things like that. So and that's what we're talking about today that is, is branding and marketing, the various facets of marketing and the marketing mix. What a perfect lead-in. It's almost like you knew what was coming. I, I, <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, I just fly by the seat of my I pants know, right? and things and just, just come works. to me. But I did want to start talking about branding because I really feel like it's it's that foundation of you, your firm, the foundation of marketing. So you can do so much. You can do social media, online ads, websites. But if you don't have that brand built and you don't have that trust in your brand, you're setting yourself up at a disadvantage advantage. Um, but I think what a lot of people don't necessarily realize is what a brand is. So it's more than just your logo. It's more it than just the colors. I thought yeah. the logo was all the brand. And that was Where it. did you go to college? A logo, no, a logo and a slogan. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> a catchy slogan. That's right. Well, Randy, believe it or not, uh, there is more to branding than that. You That's know, while, why I'm in PR. <laughs> exactly. This is why you're the co-host. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. So uh, obviously logos, colors, everything, taglines is very important. Those are key parts of a brand. But what are some of the other visual elements when it comes to branding? So yeah, like you said, the logo is a really important part of establishing your brand's identity. Um, but it's it's so much more than that. Like it cannot be understated 
the importance of good branding when it comes to your company, your law firm. Um, so besides your logo, and also this goes into your logo, is you know your color palette, your typography, your font choice. So many little things can really say so much about your brand just at a first glance, because the first impression that people get about your company um, and what do you want people to take away from their first impression of, of what they see? What do you want them to feel? I was going to say, give us, and I may be jumping ahead, but give us like a real life example of typography or colors and what those could potentially mean. You know, if a firm's like, hey, I really want to use purple. Ooh, what does purple mean to the potential client? Should they go with something else? I or, know what purple you means. You know, what it about mean, different? It means regal. Regal. Exactly. <laughs> Are there certain fonts that you would recommend over others? You know, what seems strong and credible? Mm -hmm. versus, you know, something a little bit too fun and playful, like dig into real life examples and what those could potentially mean. Really, I mean, it can't be understated the importance of a brand guide and a brand style guide. It's really the blueprint of your brand and that can influence the decisions you make in advertising and the colors you choose, the fonts you use and little things like that. You don't realize how important that is and the things that people take away from that even without consciously thinking about it it's just an unconscious reaction to colors and it's so interesting um just the color psychology that mm -hmm. a lot of huge brands like walmart mcdonald's, McDonald's yeah, Target, say, go inside i was going to say one that's kind of close to one of our guests today budweiser or any of the anheuser-busch Brand. Wait, why is that close to one of our guests? No, well, it's, 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 <laughs> somebody here drink a lot? No, I don't kidding. know. Well, <laughs> I used to in college, but no. One of our guests used to be a, a former employee of Anheuser-Busch. Just thinking of Budweiser, Budweiser, the logo, the one I'm thinking of is more the contemporary one. Uh -huh. It kind of has a script to it, but then there's also the a, a gold crown above it because Budweiser is the king of beers so there's an instant connection or that like the the right facing the forward facing arrow and the fedex logo oh, yeah. yeah once you see it you can't unsee it yeah i think i also read a while ago to mcdonald's for example this was back when i was younger they painted a lot on the inside of their stores red because it makes people hungry so there's a lot of just like Brittany said psychological things that your logo your colors your fonts are doing to people that you don't realize they're doing yeah really in any huge successful company nothing like that is an accident they know yeah. exactly what they're doing there's a lot of thought that goes into the colors uh the fonts um i'll i'll geek out for a second and talk about <laughs> the difference between serif and sans serif fonts um if you don't know serif is like the little foot on a font so like a times new roman it has the little like foot on a t or an l and sans serif fonts are Without that, so a clean like lines, lines yeah. and that um, even with no matter what your headline is, if you do something in a serif font, it's going to be taken more classic, more mm -hmm. um, traditional. Yeah. yeah, sans serif is usually going to be seen as more modern. Um, a lot of the more modern brands tend to stick with sans serif fonts, and serif can go very old school, um, that traditional look. So even like just down to the little, the feet on the letters <laughs> in the font, I mean, like none of that is an accident. It's all, uh, it all goes into your brand and, and how you want your clients and the public to perceive you. Even if you don't know what you think a, a good font should be for your logo or, um, or your, um, you know, your company name, mm -hmm. all of that info can be different 
mock-ups can be sent to research firms and it can be tested. And mm-hmm. you can see what the uh, public, you know, somebody in your demographic um, likes. And so uh, what what do they what appeals to them? Mm-hmm. And then you have educated information to make a final decision when you're creating. Yeah, and that's I think huge. that's a, some one thing that a lot of people just they don't realize. They think marketing is all it's all good time and party pretty, time, it's and it's not. Yeah. Someone asked me one time, "What's the definition of marketing?" And I usually gave them the definition I learned in college. But I tend to say it's a scientific art. What people see in an advertisement or they hear on a radio, there's research, whether it's data or psychological, there's a reason why certain words are used. There's a reason certain sounds are used or Mm -hmm. certain colors. And so that's when I, they just, you know, a lot of people think, well, you guys just sit around in a, in a conference room and just come (laughs) up with ideas and whatever you think is the best. There's a method to the madness is what you're trying to say. Exactly. And and that's why I say there's a, it's a scientific art. Even with like messaging headlines, things like that, slogans, print ad headlines, we test that in front of your consumer, you know, so you're not just saying, hey, I think this is what I should say in my ad or the person who's coming to me for potential legal needs. This is what I think they want to hear. There's ways that you can actually test and get hard data saying this is what they want to hear, you know, so I know it kind of goes off the brand topic. We can do it from a branding standpoint. We can test logos. You can test colors, slogans, but there's so much more that you can get from that consumer as well. One thing that I always find it so fascinating is doing A-B testing for advertising, doing the exact same ad and maybe everything is the same except the image in Mm -hmm. the ad or on the other hand, maybe everything is the same except the headline and which one gets more traffic, which one gets more phone calls to your Mm -hmm. firm. From a a geeking out standpoint, that is also (laughs) a lot of fun. Kind of from that A-B testing standpoint, let's kind of delve into advertising because advertising is based on brand. Talking to business of law, law firms, there's a multitude of advertising channels to choose from today, whether it's traditional, which would be radio, TV, print, but now there's digital. You have social media, you have websites, uh, there's direct marketing still, email or uh, as I used to call it, or a lot of people call it junk mail. To Laura specifically, what considerations do law firms need to take when they're looking at developing advertising in their advertising plan? There is so much to consider. Uh, Probably the first thing I would recommend is if you don't have a marketing expert on staff uh, or you're not a marketing expert yourself, I would highly consider partnering with a marketing agency that does know how to uh, market to a specific need uh, and your practice. So you can spend your time practicing law. That would be probably the first suggestion I would make. Next to that, I would say you need to understand who your target audience is. Is it men, women? What age are they? Are they people looking for a particular service? You need to understand what that is. And even though you think you know who it is, you may not really be targeting to the right audience because once you do some testing of your creative, you may find it's resonating with a different age group than Mm -hmm. you originally set out to. So you always have to make adjustments um, to the way you start. You need to determine your budget, of course. Not everybody's got a whole lot of money to spend. Um, and even if you don't, there's a lot you can do with a little. What marketing platforms will you use to reach your audience? 
Do you want to put a billboard on the highway? Do you want a radio ad? Again, watch your data and then determine how success will be measured. Are you going to decide, well, if you see an increase of the number of matters or retains or even an increase in revenue, what is it you're going to look for that's going to measure your success? Again, be prepared to adjust your strategy. So if you are running TV ads and TV isn't working for you, then drop the TV and pick up another forum. Mm-hmm. until you get to that sweet spot. And it's okay to test, 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 test to yeah. see what works. I mean, looking at radio ads and TV ads, maybe they're not performing well, but maybe it's not the message or maybe it's not the graphics. Maybe it's because you're running a TV ad at 2 p.m. when no one's listening to the radio because they're at work. Or maybe your TV ad is running on some some random station that people don't watch. Like maybe there's more to it than the messaging or the creative. That could be running just fine, but you need to make sure that, again, you're thinking ahead of time through your strategy and, hey, if I'm going to spend this money and do this test, let's do it right. Let's make sure that we're running also on radio stations that people listen to. We're, we're running on TV stations that people actually watch. Yeah, that, that type of user research is so critical just to know where to meet your target demographic at. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are they reading? What newspapers are they reading? What magazines are they reading? What websites do they visit? What social media channels do they tend to use? Going beyond user research, um, just market research in general of what what are your competitors doing? Are they running on certain platforms that you've never explored before and they're just getting the entire lion's share of that mm-hmm. audience? Is it maybe worth it to consider advertising in the same places that they're advertising, the platforms that they're using that you might not have considered before? You don't want to copy exactly what your competitors are doing, but see you see what they're out. doing so you can be better than them even and yeah. get that target market's attention yeah. away from them and over to you. That's a good point. I mean, you can. You can lean on your competitors to some extent because if you see that they're doing something right or you know that they're driving business, you know, potentially maybe you look at what channels they're advertising in, but you still need to make sure that you're doing your research so that that's accurate and you're doing what works for you. But again, like Brittany said, you don't copy what somebody else does because you're not going to stand out. You're going to be completely on par with that competitor editor at that point. So speaking about the different channels, you know, we talked about figuring out where to advertise, whether it's digital, traditional, whatnot. Brittany, you as a graphic design specialist, how do you really uh, design for those different channels? Uh, So different channels like print, digital. Advertising, even like swag, things like that, digital online, print ads in a magazine. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many different avenues to really utilize graphic design in. Um, Obviously, when you're online, you see digital advertisements, social media ads. um, There's print ads and all sorts of different magazines, newspapers, different publications. It really is important to know the differences for what works in different platforms. So the same thing that works in a print advertisement might not work online. You know, print, you're constrained to a very specific size. If you're running an advertisement in a newspaper, let's say, there's very specific size. You want to make sure it's legible at that size. The colors that go into an ad in a print piece are different than the same colors that you would use to show up the same way um, on a computer screen or a phone screen in digital advertising. Even larger scale than both of those, like signage, um, physical signage in an office, signage on a building, billboards. There's so many different things to take into account 
when you're dealing with scale of that size and, and how to scale mm-hmm. things effectively and make sure that people are taking away the message that you want them to from yeah. that ad. I am not an artist by trade. I swear. I need three rulers to draw a straight line. I am not I am not <laughs> an artistic person. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. That's why I need three. <laughs> I can come up with an idea. The thing I like working with an individual like Brittany is I have an idea in my mind, but then her expertise, she can bring that to life. There's probably a lot of don'ts with my ideas. So what are some of the do's and don'ts of graphic design when it comes to branding? Well, I, I don't want to throw any superior company under the bus, right. but you know, when I think of bus. don'ts, uh, I think of just stuff that looks amateur, looks mm-hmm. uh-huh. kind of just cheap, like just something that was quickly thrown together. Obviously, not a lot of thought went into it. If it's overly cluttered, if you're using just random fonts, you know, like Comic Sans is probably not mm-hmm. not the like choice. those basic fonts. Yeah, or just two the, fonts that look weird together. Yeah, like you don't want to have five different fonts in a, a tiny little ad. Like yeah. people are, it's a lot of visual clutter, mm. and even more than that, it obviously depends on what medium you're using, but. Because having way too much text is a, a problem I see yeah. all the time. I mean, it's it's really important to keep your message clear, keep it simple, really pare it down to the essential things that people need to take away from that ad, and make sure that you're also clear in the voice that your brand uses in mm-hmm. advertising. So your brand's personality and the voice that's in your messaging should really be consistent across all the different channels that you're advertising in. Yeah. Um, Do you want to come across as firm, a little bit more laid back and fun? Do you want to be an expert? Like, what do you want people to think of you when they they see your ads? I'm sure most law firms would want to be seen as, you know, professional. I'm sure that's kind of like a standard across Mm. the board. But are you a little bit more friendly, approachable? Are you um, very sophisticated. There's different word choices you can use in headlines and the copy in your ads, but you can also achieve the same thing in um, the images you use, the colors you use, the Mm -hmm. icons you use, and everything that, I guess, across the board, your firm's website, your stationery, all of that should really be consistent so that people aren't confused when they see something that comes from your brand, they know it's from your brand Mm -hmm. without even really giving it much thought. I do like that you mentioned consistency, though. I think that was a good point because, you know, you could have an ad running in your local magazine or newspaper and you could have an ad running on a billboard. And if they look completely different, people aren't going to put together that it's for the same company. And that's really how you build that trust and the credibility. Yeah. And that that really comes back to the importance of having Uh, an established brand guide. The brand guide is really your blueprint Mm -hmm. that outlines what are the the brand fonts for my company? What fonts do we always like to use in headlines? What colors do we associate with the font? What colors are in the logo? And you can get really down into the nitty gritty of there's different color matching. I won't get into all the the nerdy design (laughs) stuff, but (laughs) but there's, there's ways that we can make sure that, you know, in one platform, if your firm's color is kind of a royal blue, it doesn't look purple in one place and periwinkle blue in another place. Like you want to keep that consistency. Um, and I could just geek out about all of all of that stuff for days. But um, the importance of a brand guide and really establishing that 
that the tone of your brand, the look of your brand, so that people aren't confused when they see something from you. They know it's from you. They know what to expect. And um, there's a really good quote that I like that design is the silent ambassador of your brand. So that kind of precedes you wherever you go. People know what your work looks like. Um, they know what your ads look like and they have a, a sense of familiarity with your They know right off the bat. Yeah. So going back in a former life, using the brand guide or the style guide, whatever you want to call it, in some of my career stops, I've referred to myself as the logo cop. As the logo <laughs> cop, you know, if you were using it wrong, if you didn't get my permission or have me look at it and say, yes, that's correct, uh, I would throw the book at him, i.e., the style guy. You can't throw stuff at no. people. <laughs> That's why Brandy no longer works. That's right. Yeah. I'll just duck over here really quick. <laughs> no. He's just throwing it, things at his right. But it is important. I mean, there are times where, you know, I've had coworkers go rogue. They need to drop the logo in on a document for whatever reason. And they don't resize it correctly. It takes away the equity that's been built mm -hmm. into that logo, that brand. I consider myself still the logo cop because <laughs> if I see it and it's not right, let's say you have a, a word mark and there's certain portions, you know, one portion is one color and the other half is another color. And if it's not the right shade or it's not even the right color, that individual needs to, that's right. Exactly. You throw the book at him, you throw the style guide at him and say, no. That's if you're the right. logo cop, can I be the design sheriff? Yes, you can. <laughs> exactly. All right, we got to call this one. <laughs> no, so. I mean, what what you're saying is totally true. Consistency is so key. If if you look like you don't even know what you're doing, that is apparent to, to people. And right. if you can't even be consistent in advertising, I mean, you might think it's not a big deal, but little things like that speak volumes about your firm just in general in people's minds what is a favorite swag item that you have Ooh. where that you can brand with the an logo appropriate swag. right thank you yes an appropriate swag no item. no like ak's or anything <laughs> oh no okay well i mean promotional products like that industry is so fun there's so many anything you can think of really you can brand with your company's logo how about fun ones we've done together uh, well, the light up pins that in. when you click the pin button, it lights up. That's a really fun one. I didn't know that you could put a light inside of a pin like that, but that's that's a really neat Laura one. Laura knows. She knows all. Um, yeah, like tattoo. Yeah, on my resume as a, a tattoo oh. artist. <laughs> not not a not a permanent tattoo, but a temporary tattoo um, that you just that's transfer fun. with water. Cool. You should do some of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a sleeve of of temporary tattoos. Wow. <laughs> no, uh, that that was a fun one. We've done uh, baby bibs and onesies. Probably the one that just stuck out the most. That was the hottest piece of swag. I've ever been a part of, which oh I can't explain it. Nobody can. In how many years? Um, a lot, I would <laughs> say. <laughs> but one of the clients that we had, um, had we had a flower highlighter, oh. and each of the petals was a different color. So there oh, were like five. You pull off the cover of one of the petals, and it's orange in the next yeah. petal. And then in the center of the flower, wow. it had the name of, of the firm. 
And people, we were at trade shows and expos, and went like people were standing in line. <laughs> oh my gosh! And they they were, and then they'd come back around, and we had limited it with yeah. you know one one swag. They're thing. not free here, people. Yeah. And right. they would get back in line and come back around, no. and they'd whisper, "Can I? Can I have another?" <laughs> oh, can I another hit? We reordered that, and for oh some reason, that just went like I've, hotcakes. I've never experienced. I can't, it. can't explain it. I'm, but. I'm sure you've ordered more swag items than I have, but I've never. Never, never had None of your head. choices went like no. hotcakes. That's why Randy's in PR and right. Laura is not. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, people just love free stuff. If you've got, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you've I got take anything stuff, that's free. And I mean, that's such a good avenue to brand those items. So, I mean, like how many like branded pins do you have in your house yeah. or like can koozies? Like there's, it ranges from the very simple to... Uh, you can get like kind of more luxury with branded items, but that's something that if you like put it on your desk at work or if you have it at home in your kitchen, every time somebody looks at that, they're being reminded of your brand. Yeah. So one that I did um, that I got at one of my previous jobs, it was really cool. It was a keychain, no big deal, but it was like an eight in one tool. So Ooh. it was a keychain that had a Phillips and flathead screwdriver on it, had a bottle opener, it had a um, a ruler. Randy would have liked it, but it was just little <laughs> things like that, and it was basically a rectangle. But the way that it it worked, all those tools were built in, and it was really cool. I loved it. I love useful Total stuff nerd. like that. I know exactly, exactly. One of the things that, as I'm searching for promotional items for any client, I'm looking for something unique. I'm trying to stay away from the can koozies mm-hmm. and things that yeah. everybody has. You want to stand out. You want to stand out, and so that's that's a key to look for something unique and useful. Looking back at this episode, I think a couple of the things that really stand out for me from a takeaway standpoint, one is make sure that you're not skipping over that branding. It's the foundation of your firm and it's a foundation of how you're moving forward from there, whether it's a logo, messaging, your target market, whatever. Um, I think two is actually put together a brand guide and that's probably something that's overlooked, you know, especially if you own a small firm or you work in a small firm, you're like, hey, it's just a couple people here. We all know what our logo looks like. We all know what color it's supposed to be. No big deal. But it really is. You know, think about there comes a time where you may need someone to print some stationery for you or, you know, work on your website. You don't want them coming back with something that looks completely off brand, that doesn't speak to your target how you want it to speak to them. Maybe the color looks bad. Maybe they take it upon themselves to update your logo because they think it's a little bit more effective if you do something one way and then you just feel like you're like punched in the gut because you did all that hard work and they're just tearing it apart so you know whether it is a one person firm two person five people 50 people even bigger have that brand guide so there's some sort of basis you know whether it's internal you you could bring in a new person you could have an intern they need access to that information or you can be working with somebody externally to do some work for you and they need that as well so Brandy, Brandy. Are you Man, trying to talk to me or it's, Brittany? It's Rand. I think I did Randy and Brand. <laughs> so Brandy, um, what what would you take away from today? What else do you think is well, super one, important? Yeah, one thing, and you kind of touched on it already in a small way, but it's know your audience and what makes them react and engage with your brand. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's color or placement of that, or even the design. I'm a junk food junkie. I don't want to say it's junk food, but McDonald's. Love McDonald's mm, I had logo. That the other night. But know what know what resonates with your audience, what's going to be memorable and what's going to position you and your law firm in the best possible spot within your your target audience's mind and awareness. 
because first things that any customer will see is your logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you have the back end, for lack of a better term, of your brand built out, when they see that logo, they're going to think of the attributes and the personality of your brand immediately. All right, Laura, Brittany, what about you guys? Any last minute words? Last call? I'm going to stick with kind of on a theme oh, that uh, Brandy. Brandy was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you order Sorry. like um, uh, with a printer, paper, you know, stationary business cards, whatever, even swag items, mm-hmm. you have to protect that color because they will send you samples, uh, right. like a digital proof. They will right. send you proofs. Mm. You have to color check. And sometimes they're really off. So <laughs> even though you're sending the art, you still have a backup check nope. or it can come out wonky. That's a good Absolutely. Call. Yeah. Every little piece that Laura mentioned in, in Brandy mentioned. Okay. I mean, Sorry, Brandy. It's, it's your new done. name. You've been, been called worse. I've been called worse. The importance of those things, because I mean, it cannot be understated how important that stuff is um, to protect your brand, to protect your image in the mind of the public, and to really differentiate yourself from your competitors, um, to stay, stay true to your own brand, but um, but stand out from the competition. And, and there's so much that you can do to elevate your brand just from every different angle at the places you advertise the way you advertise the look of your advertisements and and keeping that consistency is really key in all of that laura Brittany, thank you guys so much for being on the lex factor today um great episode lots of really good information a reminder everybody if you have questions shoot me an email l hoffman at lexiconservices.com uh leave us a note or a comment on facebook Tweet us, whatever. We'll get your questions That's answered. two Fs and two Ns, correct? Two Fs and two right. Ns. Right. Thank you. Yes. That's the German spelling. So. <laughs> Randy's on top of it. All of us that have weird spellings or like different last names, we always look out for each other. Like, you know when someone else has two Ns or two Fs or two Fs. Or I, don't, I don't even know how to short say your last name exactly. for like six short months. Short oh, Randy, Randy likes to call me the Riddler that's, from that's Batman. Right. Oh, the but, Riddler. But my name only has one D, so I'm not quite like Jim Carrey. Oh, it, Really? Wendy. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's because you saw Hoffman and yeah. you're like, I well, actually think well, I thought see, you were. Yeah, I, I call Brittany Ooh. the Riddler and then I call Laura the boss. But you called me boss early. <laughs> but what? I call her the boss first. Aww. He calls you boss too. I, well, today. Only you when did. you're not around. Only okay. when you're not around. <laughs> you timing me, buddy. Right? All right. We got to take this offline because I feel used. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, shoot us a note. Whatever questions you guys have, we'll get them answered on the next episode. Otherwise, thank you again for tuning in to The Lex Factor, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in to The Lex Factor. Lexicon takes care of business so you can take care of law. Learn how to build a better practice at lexiconservices.com.